Welcome to Crossing the Line, a podcast brought to you by Eagle Center for Leadership's Dr. Larry Little. In this episode, we're hearing more from Larry as we learn about one of the foundational ways to cross the line, which is understanding the personalities of yourself and those around you. If you're new, we invite you to subscribe and get notifications when new episodes are dropped. You can find Crossing the Line on iTunes, Spotify, or on our website in the show notes. You can also watch this episode and other Crossing the Line episodes on YouTube by searching for the channel Eagle Center for Leadership. Now, let's join Larry as we learn more about the competent camel. Well, hey guys, welcome back to Crossing the Line. Thanks a lot for being here. I hope this um, different kind of podcast is is truly helpful to you. Uh, that's my goal. Uh, today, we're going to talk about competent camels. You know, those um, introverted, detail-driven uh, people in our lives. And you remember, we talked about in previous episodes, we always talked about the reason it's important, if you're not a camel, to, to learn this is so that you can blink, so that you can think about who those around you, who they are, and learn to speak their language. That's what blinking is. You, you think somebody, by the way they talk or, or their nonverbal uh, behavior, you, you think, well, they may be a camel or they may be a monkey. Well, you, you've got to understand those personalities so that you can speak their language because that's what leadership is all about, isn't it? Uh, that's what relationship is all about. It's learning to speak the language of another. So that's why we're doing this, to help you as you blink and as you connect with those in your life who are important on a personal level or a professional level. I want to remind us of two myths, right? Uh, the first myth is that uh, we believe everybody shares the same value view that we do. In other words, if what we think is important, surely everybody else thinks that's important as well. And they behave that way, and that's just a, a myth. And, and the reason we know that is, if you think about the, those camels, you remember what is important if you've been a part of our make a difference um, uh, concepts. Those camels are really detail driven and efficiency and being on time, all those things, organization and structure. That's really important um, to, to the camel, being competent. So if I'm a camel leader and I'm having a meeting and I call a meeting for nine o'clock, I expect you to be there at least by 10 till, maybe five till. If it's five till, you're late. Certainly at nine o'clock, you're late. And uh, you, you can, you can you know, kind of think through what am I going to do when my monkey friend comes in and he's hanging out and he comes rolling through about, you know, I don't know, 9, 10, 9, 15, and he's telling jokes and he's laughing and he's, he's you know, got to spend a few minutes talking before we get to the meeting. He's already blown up my agenda because I have a very detailed listed agenda as a camel of where we're supposed to go. And so it truly, truly frustrates me. And I decide that he is not competent. He is not worthy of being on this team. And then that lion comes in. Oh, he's, she's there on time, all right. But she's, you know what? She, she can't hear the details. I start down my agenda, 1, 1A, 1A.1, 1A.2. And, I, you know, I only have 32 things to get through. You know, that's all. And it just, he can't take, she can't take it. He can't take it. The lion, they can't take it. And, and they begin to push the agenda. Hurry up. And, and, and what are you trying to say? And would you, for the love, get out of the weeds. And, and they're talking so much, and they're over-talking me, and they're dominating my meeting, so I just invalidate them. I don't want them on my team. I can't get anything done. They can't. They have no, no appreciation for the detail, for the specifics. 
I have this meeting and, and I have assignments made and my, my turtle is on my team. And I look over there and I ask the turtle about the assignments that he was supposed to bring. And he says, well, I'm, I'm thinking about that and I'm processing on it. And I said, well, wait, wait I, I sent you that last week. You've had plenty of time to think about it. Here's the timeline. You're not following my timeline. You're not. And he just kind of looks at me and says, well, you know, I'll, I'll get to it. I've got a lot, you know, a lot going on. And his, his uh, lack of ability to stay on a timeline, to stay on my schedule, is not working. It's just not going to work. So he's off. And before I know it, as a camel, I've invalidated three-fourths of the population, three-fourths of the personality types. And I'm only going to lead those who are just like me? That's not leadership, is it? Remember what is that? Yeah, dictatorship. That's exactly right. That's not leading well. So I have to learn to speak the language of these other personalities so that I can be an effective leader, so that I can be effective in a relationship with that person and connect with that person based on where they are. Well, that's the first myth. The second myth is that we believe that, uh, or tend to believe, that everyone views us the same way we view ourselves, right? Surely, if I'm a camel, surely everyone views uh, being efficient and being on time and, and having our details and being structured and organized and processing. And No, they don't. And, uh, and, and I have to understand very, very quickly that while, while I view these things, the, the monkey sees that as, well, the monkey sees that as just being anal. <laughs> the monkey sees that as just, uh, you know what, you're just too structured. You're just no fun. You're not, you know, how in the world can you accomplish anything? Because all you ever do is you're just so critical and negative. And, and the monkey sees this as very different than what I see. What I call being detail-driven and, and specific, the, the monkey says, no, you're really, you're really anal and, and no fun and very critical. Uh, you know, what I see as being, um, and, and, you know, taking care of the details, taking care of the things that matter, the lion sees as being in the weeds. All you ever are is in the weeds. You can't get out of the weeds. How do you just spin on nothing? And, and, and it doesn't matter. What I see is following a timeline and, and knowing how long it's going to take and, and trying hard to stick to that timeline, that turtle sees as being rigid and unbendable and unflexible and difficult. Wow. My perception of myself is very different than how others view me. And that's why it's important that we understand these camels. That's why it's important to, to learn about, about the camel's strengths and the weaknesses. As a camel, if you're a camel, it's important so that you can be self-aware of these are my strengths, but these are my weaknesses and other people see them. If we lead or love camels, it's important so that we can, can understand how to connect and communicate with them based on their strengths and their weaknesses. So it's, it's, it's really important so we can speak their language. You better have camels on your team. Camels are what I call the go-to people. Uh, they're very logical. They live in a black and white world. They, it's, there's very little gray in the camel mind. It's either right or wrong, black or white. They're very logical. Um, they, they really kind of love that process of, of processing things out course dotting their eyes and crossing their teeth because they believe in and know that's where the quality uh, really lies it's in the details quality and is nothing more important than a camel than being competent than having quality in everything they do and they want a job worth doing is a job doing well and and that's their mantra so they love that and and that's a real strength because they are our quality control people they are the logical uh, thought, you kind of logical, thought-driven people that help us to look at our options, and and then also to drive for that excellence, drive for that for that quality. There's a problem with that though. 
Because on the weaknesses side, uh, camels, it, it's, it's the most interesting thing to me. It, it really is. So they're the most logical of the groups, of the personality groups. But at the same time, there's this one area that they're just not logical in at all. And, and I don't understand it. You see, camels have this unrealistic expectation that they place on themselves. And, and they, they confuse the, the E word and the P word. And, and, and the P word is perfection and the E word is excellence. And so when they think about themselves, they really strive for perfection in everything. And when they don't reach that perfection, they begin to beat themselves up. They, they, can't, they can't settle for excellence. They can't settle for, for something that's not just exactly perfect. So therefore, you have to ask yourself, is that logical? Is it logical to think we can be perfect? Well, the obvious answer is no, it's not logical, but that's where they live. That's what they do. And when they don't obtain that, they begin to beat themselves up. They begin to be critical of themselves. And you know what? When I'm critical of myself, then I become critical of those around me. So then they become critical of those around them. And they begin to set expectations for those around them that just can't be met. So if you happen to live with a camel, I'm going to do you a real, a really a big favor. Listen, get this. If you live with a camel, stop trying to meet their expectations because you can't. What you can do is help to set reasonable expectations and communicate that to the camel, right? And we're kind of getting over here in the counseling world, aren't we? But, but either way, listen, if you can get in your head, I'm not going to be able to meet the expectation of the camel that I live with, but I am going to communicate what I can meet. And we're going to work together to understand that you'll be happier, they'll be happier. Camels tend to be critical of others because they're critical of themselves. And that means that we have to watch this group because they spiral into depression and they become moody. And so we have to keep our eye on that because they can certainly spiral down because they never quite reach the perfection that they're going for. Incredi incredibly valuable to the team, um, incredibly powerful in a relationship. Um, just incredible uh, ability to, to bring that excellence, to, to, to bring that logic and that quality. But sometimes when we overuse that strength, it becomes a weakness and we become overly critical. And we become moody. So we have to watch them. So what, what do you do with camels? How do you lead them? How do you care about them? What is it they're really, uh, they're really looking for? And remember now, they're really black and white. They're really uh, logical. So um, it, it, we, we really got to be on our game when we're trying to validate camels. So how do you validate camels? Camels are validated by the quality of the task. By the, not, not the task itself. No, no. But the quality of the task. Remember, competent camels. And, and the trigger word I want you to think about and remember here is specifics. And, and I used to not understand that. I used to just think, well, they just want specifics. It's not that they just want you to give them specifics. They want to, they want to tell you the specifics. In other words, if you have a friend who's a camel and, and you ask that camel, what time is it? She's going to want to tell you how the, how the, the, the watch is made. Here's how you make a watch where you start. And all you want to know is the time. But if you really want to validate, listen to how the watch is made. Listen to it. Let her tell you. You're speaking her language. So let me tell you a true story. Years ago, um, we, I, I'm married and, and we have two children. And years ago, my children are now adults. But my wife, who is a competent camel, 
had had a long day. I had had a long day. I had I had worked all day, and and you know you know how it is. I had, I mean I came home. I was tired. Helped get the kids ready for bed. Got them in bed, and I was just ready to relax and kind of chill. And she said, "Hey, Larry, I need to um, I need to talk to you." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Now?" She said, "Yeah, I need to I need to talk to you." And I never will forget. I sat there at our kitchen table. And she, she starts telling me the story about what happened today with the children. And I remember this yellow school bus being involved and, and all kind of things. And she was just going on and on with this dilemma that she had. And I was, hey guys, I was exhausted. Man, I was just tired. So I just sat there and I listened and listened and listened. I didn't have anything to say. Here I am, this guy that was supposed to be, you know, working with people. Uh, help, I help people all day long in, in the practice and in our business. I couldn't even help my own wife. You know, I'm thinking, wow, but I was just exhausted. So I went to bed, and uh, the next morning, I woke up and I was feeling guilty. I'm like, man, I need to, I need to apologize to my wife for for not helping her. And and uh, so I'm laying there in the bed next to her, and I said, um, I said, hey, uh, I need to, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you something. And she stopped me and she said, no, I need to tell you something. And I'm like. Oh my goodness. I said, well, you know, to myself, I'm like, well, big guy, you had this coming. You couldn't even help her in her time of stress, so just get ready for it. I said, okay, go ahead, darling. She said, you know that conversation we had last night? I said, I do, I do. She said, best conversation we've ever had. She said, thank you so much for just listening to my details. I just needed to get that off. I just needed to talk about it. You didn't interrupt me. You listened the whole time. And I was like, no problem, babe. That's what I do for a living, right? And for years, I never told her what I was really thinking. But it taught me a valuable lesson. It's really important to validate those camels by hearing the specifics, being engaged, and allowing them to share that, that knowledge, those specifics with you. It's truly important not only to give specifics, but also to hear them. So I hope as you think about the camels in your life, if you're at work, Take time for those details. Speak those, those detailed words and, and, and that detailed language so that they can be a powerful member of your team. If you have camels at home, take the time to hear the specifics. Take the time to allow them to process the details. Take the time to let them know that you know that they're competent in whatever it is that they're doing in your home. When you make the time to invest in camels like this, you're going to make a difference. This has been Crossing the Line with Dr. Larry Little. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the concepts from this episode, you can find Dr. Larry Little's book, Make a Difference, available to purchase on Amazon or by visiting the link in the show notes. To learn more about us or to contact the show, visit our website, eaglecenterforleadership.com. Thank you for tuning in.